0: Good afternoon, everybody. This is Jenkins Dwight with my boy Kyle Clardy. This is the first episode of the J and K podcast. We have a lot to dig into today, and I can't wait. Uh, we're gonna talk NBA, college basketball, um, the road to WrestleMania, and WWE's coming up, and just a lot to get into. And we're also gonna get into the Super Bowl recap. And um, first off, though, I want to talk about. My boy Kyle here. Kyle, how have you been? good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Living the life. Working. Pretty much that's it. Working and going home. Yeah. Getting up. Working again. How about... So, you told me when you got here, you're working nights? Is it just weekends? Yeah. Right now. Part time. Okay. And you are enjoying it?
1: Yeah, it's alright. I hear you. I
0: hear you. Trying to get
1: my start.
0: I've worked nights the last two nights down in Columbia. I mean, you gotta adjust to it, but yeah, it is
1: what it is. Once you get into it, it's fine.
0: Well, I know you're happy with the way your South Carolina Gamecocks have been playing.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the 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 Auburn game uh, put a little dent in the momentum. Yeah, Uh, that was a bit of a not only a shocker but a real crusher for momentum, I think. But you know, you you had a surprising team that was picked to finish. I think it was either second to last or dead last in Mm -hmm. in their division and then in the SEC. Um, Lamont Paris done a great job with these guys, turning the program around. Uh, a lot of good recruits, uh, a lot of guys he's brought in that were kind of unknowns now turning into household names. Um, and To knock off two big teams like Tennessee and Kentucky, almost uh, back to back. back, right? to back. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure. Uh, and so to knock off those teams um, and finally get ranked after weeks yeah. of beating SEC opponents before even beating those two teams and people. Uh, I know a lot of Gamecock fans are hollering for South Carolina right. to be ranked and like, come on, what are we doing? Because you had they a lot of the be. top teams losing games um, and they just refuse to rank them. And then finally, after you beat those two powerhouse teams, yeah. finally get a ranking, uh, able to hold it for a little while. I don't know what this last game is going to do to the rankings now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we were up to, what, 11? 11, 11 recently? yeah. Recently, yeah. I mean, that's almost a top 10 bid and Lamont's first year is crazy. Yeah, Um Oh, second year, that's right. right. Uh, and so, you know, I'm I very expectations were more than met, way exceeded. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm excited what's going to happen next. I would love to see how they bounce back from that one because that was rough, uh, tough to watch that game. But, you know, got a lot of talented guys. We're definitely going to be in the tournament. So okay. excited to see if we can make some noise in the tournament. Regular season, you know, obviously, I would love for us to have top 10, top five. Oh, so yeah. But you know, realistically,
0: and that you want to just be playing well right tomorrow.
1: I just want to have momentum going as we get into the tournament. Ranking really don't care as long as we have our ticket punch to get in. And then let's just go on a run.
0: Yeah, so I um, I think was it November? I think it was early December when Clemson and South Carolina. Met. For those those of you who don't know, Kyle's a big South Carolina fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Clemson fan. Yeah, but we get along. Nothing to worry about. As of now. and um, But um, I noticed when Clemson played South Carolina, both were like 7-0. and It was a great crowd at Little John, one of the funnest basketball games I've been to. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, Carolina was leading the whole game. And at the very end, the crowd got into it. Clemson made a run and was able to hold them off. Mm-hmm. And I remember, obviously, I was happy celebrating. But then I, like, got back home and I thought about it. I said, dude, that's a tournament team over there in Columbia. Like, that is a good team. Like, if that game would have been played, probably – not even just in Columbia, just at a neutral side. I don't know if Clemson would have got it done. But, um, I mean, Lamont Paris has done an awesome job. I don't. I mean, y'all won nothing last year, right? No, Five or yeah, six games, maybe more. I can't remember. But, I mean, he's got a lot of players. Like I knew about Michi Johnson. I knew he could shoot. But, yeah. like, DJ Burns, is that – I mean, that's NC State. And BJ Matt. sorry. Is, yeah. BJ Matt. he's really good. That freshman – that other big guy, number 30, I've noticed him as of late. He's really good. Yeah. yeah. But, um, And when I watch y'all play, I feel like, I mean this in a good way, I don't even think y'all look that, like I was watching you those games versus Kentucky and Tennessee, mm-hmm. especially Tennessee. Like, if I feel like if I was watching y'all and there wasn't a scoreboard out there, my guess would be Tennessee would have been up like 12 because yeah. y'all don't play that flashy. No. But y'all were up like 10 the whole game. I, I feel like y'all are really good on defense, y'all yeah. make timely shots, and y'all are good at making other teams look bad.
1: Well, that's the thing. you also seen – the. I think the play style has changed a lot because early on in the year a lot of people were saying, oh, South Carolina just shoots threes. Like there was yeah. games where they were just shooting like a crazy amount of threes. Y'all did shoot on. a lot in Little John. Shooting crazy I threes. And then now more recently you've seen them start to really dominate down in the post mm-hmm. and the game is kind of shifting of how their play style goes. So I think it's interesting to see how they were able to change um, – not only the narrative of the team, but in order to change their play style and still be winning against top programs. Um, it's very impressive to see it's great coaching on the part. Um, and just, you know, to have guys like even you mentioned, uh, freshmen stepping up, making big plays for the team. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous okay. to be a freshman Absolutely. and playing SEC basketball and you're contributing at that level is ridiculous. Um, so I think bright things ahead. I'm excited for the playoffs or for the March madness and the tournament. Um, and I'm really excited to see what they can do. Now, like you mentioned, Clemson. I think Clemson's also one of those teams that should be a playoff or a, a contender in March Madness be a part of the tournament because I think I think you can see P.J. Hall has basically solidified himself as a second-round pick at least yeah, at this him. point. Yeah. And then I think Joe Girard is making some noise to be a nice – might might be a late steal in the second round if anybody takes him. But worst case, I think undrafted free agent he will make some noise we'll in the see. summer league.
0: He de- He has the jump shot.
1: I think he's got enough talent to where he could contribute as a role player on a team – uh, at least in summer league, if not pros, um, but I definitely think I think Clemson's had a a kind of a poor draw of things. I mean, obviously the Duke game, they got screwed out of that game. Mm. Um, that's a that's a touch and go foul. It just depends on the ref. you call that or not, and that game they called it, which you know, it is what it is. Uh, one of those uh, things where yeah. it, just, it uh, just goes by. But I think when a
0: I mean, that was probably like three weeks ago. Now I'm over it. That was a tough one for me to get over because I'm not trying to watch what I I say. Like, I feel like there's been other times where Clemson has had a chance to win in Cameron. And there's been a very controversial call. But, at the end of the day, credit to Duke. Um, But I was just glad to see Clemson bounce back. They started the year strong. Mm -hmm. They were – 9-0. 9-0. Oh. Yeah. Their first loss was at Memphis, who's probably going to make the tournament by right. 2 on the road. Right. So I'm just like, dude, they're in good shape. Yeah. And then they went through a rough stretch. They lost to Miami on the road. Mm-hmm. They lost to UNC at home, which UNC is UNC, so that's understandable. But then they lost to Virginia Tech on the road. Right. Then they won a couple of games, and then they lose to Georgia Tech at home in double overtime in a game when they were up 7 with yeah. like... 90 seconds left. They completely blew. Because then, including me, you have all these Clemson fans are like, oh, here we go again, Clemson right. basketball. Right. Starting the year strong, getting an ACC play and folding. And then, boom. It's like they heard that. Brownell and he's like, all right, watch this. They beat UNC on the road, beat yeah. Syracuse on the road. And now they're on a roll. And they have a lot of good wins. They have that bad loss for Georgia Tech. Right. And I saw Joe Lenardi has them up to a five seed as of now. Yeah just because of all the good wins they've had. And they're playing really well right now. So they play at home tomorrow night versus Mm -hmm. NC State. I will be in attendance for that game. Um, NC State's kind of a hit-or-miss team. They shoot a lot of threes. They've got that big guy, DJ Burns. That's who I said I got him confused with, PJ Mack from South Carolina. Um, So it'll be a good game, fun atmosphere. Um, Clemson baseball starting this weekend, so you'll have a lot of people in town. So I expect a lot of people at that game. But um back to South Carolina, real quick. Um, did you see where he was potentially it wasn't anything like from us like it wasn't anything official, but did you see where apparently Lamont Paris could have been a name for the Ohio State coaching job? I did
1: see that. Because yeah.
0: he's from Ohio.
1: Yeah.
0: I immediately saw that and I said, Well, you know what? That would make sense. He's from Ohio. Maybe that's his dream job. But then I read somewhere where, like, I don't even know if they're pursuing him. And you know what? If I'm on mont Harris, well,
1: why would you leave? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I don't see why you would – I mean, I understand. Not how, this early. Right. The hometown ties, it makes sense. But at the same time, you're leading a upstart program where you've got, like I mentioned earlier, contribute, contributing freshmen that are playing yeah. big minutes. I mean, there's no way you can leave that program at this point because – you just have so much to build. Like the whole, everything is in front of you because you Mm -hmm. had no expectations after a terrible year last year. This year, you're overperforming by a mile. I I mean, I don't see how you leave that team. And I I know a lot of, you know, you see it in college football too. People just up and leave after they have their one and, you know, like a one and done season kind of thing um, and go get hired. Uh, But I I don't see him leaving. I see, I think he's going to stay. I think he'll keep building what he's built. And then I would, I would, I'd like to jump back over to Clemson. Like you were talking about I just think, you know, a lot of their losses against good ACC teams were very close. It's not like they're getting blown out by these really good teams. Like, they're having – they're playing good games against them. Like if, you, if you watch those games and go back and look at them, I don't think some of those games the point differential tells the story. I think you look at Clemson's play, and they're playing very good competitive basketball. Four of
0: their seven losses were about two points or less. Yes, yeah,
1: that's what I mean. I mean, so it, that's why I said like Clemson's had like kind of a rough go and a rough stretch is because – they're playing really good, really close games against these very tough ACC opponents. Because ACC has a lot of good basketball teams. I mean, oh, yeah. they've always had really good basketball.
0: I'm, teams. I'm gonna say this real quick. A lot of people are like, ACC don't have that many ranked teams anymore. Yes, they don't have as many dominant teams, but they still have a bunch of tournament right, teams. Right.
1: So they're playing. They're playing really good teams. Uh, close losses. playing really well in those games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, yeah, they're definitely. I think they definitely should be a tournament team. I would hope they are going to be one. And I think, honestly. I know a lot of Clemson fans that were kind of calling for Brad Brownell's head and have been for a while, mm-hmm. uh, wanting that job opened up for somebody else. But I think again, you know, he's he's done the same thing he's done every year when his job's on the line. Seemingly, yeah. comes out of nowhere and keeps it <laughs> by making a nice run. So I, I don't know. I think that I think they do have a bright future. I just I wonder the state of the program after this year. You know, yeah. losing Hall and Gerard's going to be chase big. Chase on her. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so. He's gonna have to pull another rabbit out of the hat next year, and yeah. we're gonna have to see what he's got. But we'll see.
0: I saw a thing after they beat UNC where it said um, Brownell when his, when he's on the hot seat. It was a picture of Phil Jackson with the '96 yeah. Bulls. Yeah, I
1: mean, he he it's steps funny. it up to a whole other level when his uh when his job's on the line. <laughs> I mean,
0: who I, wouldn't? But yeah, um, I think a lot of people who don't follow it too closely would maybe look at it, and be like, Clemson's not even ranked. Why are they projected as? Some websites a four, some a five, some a six, right. and they're not even ranked. I think the people projecting that know and realize Clemson's honestly, they play like a top twenty team. Yeah. They're just they've all their losses have been close pretty much. Right. And they've beaten a ton of they have a bunch of I think they have five quad one wins, mm-hmm. and a lot of those are on the road. Yeah. That's what most impressive to me. I've seen Clemson, even though it haven't been very Good basketball program since I've been around, but even the teams that we have taken in the tournament, they still weren't that good on the road. This team's won at UNC, they won at Alabama, yep. they've won at Syracuse, And no, Syracuse isn't that good, it's still a tough place to play. Right. They beat TCU as a tournament team in a neutral site, so, and they were a, I mean, I don't want to sit here and say it was the wrong call, but they were a controversial call going the other way from winning in Cameron to... Right. So I'm excited I think Jack Clark being back from injury he hasn't he hasn't shot the ball that well but he's helped rebounding and defending I think that's been big for them. Right. And I'm excited to see how they finish the year. And um last thing before we move on to another topic um I could maybe let's say I don't even know if Ohio State is a job Lamont Paris would want. Right. I have no clue but let's just say he does, let's say that is his dream job. Mm-hmm. It would make more sense if he built South maybe in like five to six years, maybe. Yeah, down
1: the line. But there's
0: no point. He seems like a good dude. He's probably loyal to his guys. Y'all are young. Mm -hmm. I just don't see reason. Well, and I think they've
1: kind of given him like the keys to the kingdom or the green light. You would say like he can do whatever he wants just about. Oh, yeah. I think he's got full control of the program and he can do whatever he wants. There's no reason for him to leave. Um, I think he'll be there for a while. And if, you know. That job's open again in a couple of years, and he decides he wants it, Sure, go for it. I mean it makes sense with his hometown ties. but I think by the end of the year or by the end of this regular season um by the by that time, I think you'll see Clemson and Carolina both should probably be in the top twenty five i don't see that not yeah, happening. I
0: think if Clemson wins this Saturday, they might sneak back in yeah they, South Carolina, I know it was a bat, like a big loss but right. if they I think they play l s u Saturday at home yeah. I'd expect them to take care of business. They shouldn't drop too far. Again, yeah. Not for, I understand Forty's not – you don't want to lose to anyone by 40, but yeah. no one's come close to beating Auburn on the right. road.
1: So I think I think both teams will end up being ranked and both teams will end up being in the tournament and both teams could make a little run in the tournament. So I'm excited for the future of both programs. think it's going to be really good. Uh, it's great for the state, obviously. And, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see what happens for both teams.
0: And knowing the tournament committee's history, I don't even know if they'd admit it or not, just with the way they do things don't be surprised if they put south carolina and clemson right next to each other for oh, a potential yeah. like second or third round oh, match Oh, I love up. that. Yeah. 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 So, all right, let's go in to the Super Bowl. Okay. The Kansas City Chiefs back to back. Yeah. Taylor Swift in the building. Um, us performing at halftime, just a typical Super Bowl with celebrities everywhere. Mm-hmm. And Chiefs down two scores, and Mahomes finding a way to win. Yeah, seemed like another February Super Bowl to me. What was your thoughts on that? Uh, time
1: game? I was very disappointed um, in a lot of areas from San Francisco. I know a lot of people have been giving Kyle Shanahan a lot of flack for losing his third Super Bowl, um, second with the Niners. Obviously, the first one was with Atlanta. Um, I don't. I don't know. I think I. I said this. The other day, I mean, obviously a lot of people fussed about, you know, they abandoned the run kind of, but their run schemes weren't great. I mean, they were doing inside pitches to McCaffrey, and you're getting maybe two yards at best if he even made it back to the line at the time.
0: I thought the first couple of drives, the run game was – I thought the second half, Kansas City, really zeroed in. Yeah, on so,
1: I mean, I was like, well, if you're going to run the ball with them, and they talk about, you know, not going away from the run, maybe scheme up something that gets him out into space because obviously the little pitch inside is not yeah. working. So you got to do something to get your best playmaker into space. Um and it's the same thing, you know, with, with Debo and Ayuk and then even Kittle. You've got those elite guys out there. Uh, you've got to get, get the ball in their hands. I mean, you can't have Purdy back there holding it forever. I mean, obviously he was trying to get the ball out, but, and that's a great front with Kansas City. Chris Jones is unbelievable. Uh, Karloff is a young player on the rise, so you've got a good defensive front coming Spags has become one of the best coaches in the league, apparently. Yeah. He's consistent every single week. Yeah. Um, but I, I just – I feel like that Niners team is so talented. And on paper, I think that team should have mopped the floor with Kansas City, really. I really yeah. think there's way too much talent on that team to have lost that game. Um, I think the biggest – and I, I said I said this well, too. The,
0: chief, the Chiefs have 15. Yeah. And
1: yeah. it was partially kind of controversial too was saying that I think that might have been the worst offensive Chiefs team to win a Super Bowl they've had. I mean, you look at – I would the, agree. The weapons Mahomes has – Pacheco's emerged as the lead running back. You've still got Kelsey yeah. doing what Kelsey does. But outside of Rasheed Rice, who do they really have? They I, mean, I mean, they have – MVS. you know, I have ties to him from being, well, Green from being a Packers fan, you know, that I, I remember seeing him for years. But he's no, you know, top-end receiver. No. Nicole Hardman, you know, made some great plays, showed why he was good. He should have been given more of a chance on the Jets. but. Yeah. He wasn't. I mean, he's obviously not a bad receiver by any means. And they have Sky Moore, who they drafted, who should have got more time on the field, but obviously isn't. Uh, Kedarius Toney is just a disaster at this point.
0: Yeah. Let's just say how it is. If the, like, it's overall, compared to the other, not a good wide receiving group. No,
1: and that first half. It, I and mean, it
0: wasn't last year either. Now, obviously, they have, argue, in my opinion, the yeah. best tight end of all time, um, Kelsey. But, like, it's just one Andy Reid's play, calling. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes, man, they find a way. But
1: And, and you know, I, I said it at halftime. I was like, this is getting to, like, Rams-Patriots-Super Bowl level yeah. bad. Like, this sucks. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, you want to say, oh, it's a defensive battle. But it's not really. It's just, it's just bad offense is what we were watching. Yeah. I mean, you had good defense, obviously, because they're both super talented. But at the same time, there's way too many playmakers on offense from both sides to yeah. be not scoring more points than that. And, obviously, it's a – Points league, you know, people want to see points. They don't want to see defense. It's just the way the entertainment works. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I was just, I was just stunned at how, and it, it seems like it happens every single week when you watch the Chiefs. It is you know, in crucial situations, how is Kelsey open by twenty yards? I, I mean, it. I don't understand. I don't I've been asking it. myself how as a defensive now. coordinator, or even as a player on defense. You know, you're assigned your keys. You're assigned to where you're supposed to be. If it's in zone coverage, you're in your zone. Man, you to yeah. tell your man. I don't care who's on the field. How is that guy open? Like if if you if Sky Moore get, catches a sixty-five yard touchdown, cool. I'm not letting Travis Kelsey beat me. Right. I'm not letting Kadarius Tony can jog off the sideline in his sweatpants and beat me for an eighty-yard <laughs> touchdown before I let Travis Kelsey score a touchdown. Like I just don't I don't I don't understand how it happens every week where you lose track of that guy, especially with that defense and such great linebackers. Now obviously. I, want, I have to wonder if the game is a little different if Dre Greenlaw doesn't tear his ACL. He's that was such very a unfortunate big, to see. a big playmaker yeah. for that defense. Uh, so that sucks. But obviously, you know, you still have Fred Warner. You still have Chase Young, Nick Bosa. You still have Charverius Ward. If Talanoa Hufunga plays in that game, obviously yeah. out for the season. But if he plays, he's one of the best safeties in the league. I mean, that, that defense is loaded. They have talent. Now, the biggest concern I have for that team is they're not going to be able to pay everybody. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sorry, you're going to have to try to restructure as much as you can, but you're not going to be able to bring everybody back. So, And I, I thought about it today. I wondered, you know, it, is that 49ers window closing? Because that team, yes, they just figured out their quarterback situation, it seems. But you're going to have to pay Purdy at some point. Obviously, he's yeah. not eligible right now. Right. But how are you going to manage all those contracts? Unless everybody on that team... Agrees to some pay cuts, and you're going to have some people getting restructured, money moved out to probably as far as 2028. 20, yeah. I don't see how that team stays together. And also, I don't know how they even get better because, again, you're basically in salary cap, you know, the depths of salary cap trouble. Mm-hmm. And you have the draft pick coming up. And obviously, those draft picks, you know, if you make a first round selection, that's not a cheap contract to pay out, no matter what pick you take in the draft. If it's a first round contract, that thing's not cheap. Yeah. So you're gonna have to be spending a good bit of money this year to move people around. And then you got to resign Chase Young's your biggest issue. So good luck with that one. Yeah. Um. But as far as the Chiefs go, you know, obviously they they're bringing on a dynasty, and you hear all the talk about the dynasty stuff. Uh, you hear Mahomes' name getting floated around in goat conversation. Um, I don't think he's there yet. I think Brady's still got him beat by a mile. I don't.
0: I think honestly, I know he's Brady has seven yeah Super Bowls and Mahomes has 3 yeah. but I if it weren't for Brady's 2-0 record against Mahomes in the playoffs I would maybe say like dude you you, gotta you could really argue it, yeah. it. no yeah. I still think Mahomes can get there
1: right oh definitely but um but I don't know I just, I, I just You
0: sound like you're making it sound like you think that was the 49ers last chance and they blew it
1: I think it might be it, it, obviously you know it depends on if if they, they can, can move be. the money around cuz you've seen it in the NFL some of the teams yeah that, stay together somehow, and you're like, how do they keep... Like, even the Chiefs, for example, great example. The amount of star players they have on that team, you're like, dude, how do they keep... Like, how do they keep this team getting? Obviously, they got to re-sign Chris Jones.
0: It's kind of like Golden State during their run. Right.
1: But, you know... Kind of. You know, now they're looking down the barrel of Chris Jones leaving in free agency because they couldn't agree to a deal last year. Right. And they had to sign that little one-year, okay, you know, I'm I'm a hometown discount, I want a Super Bowl kind of deal. they got to pay him, and that's not going to be cheap. And so... You know, I feel like, obviously, as long as they have Mahomes, their window's open. Yeah. But I feel like they gotta, they got to make some stuff happen. San Francisco, I don't think it's closed, but if you can't move that money around, yeah. you can't get pay cuts, Yeah. I feel yeah. like you're going to run into some teams like, you know, next year you've got to see what the Eagles are going to do. you got to see what Green Bay can do, because they were right on their heels this past mm-hmm. year. You're looking at some other teams bouncing back. I mean, Seattle's a good team. Now, obviously, they don't have a coach, so they're going to have to make some right. things happen there. They, well, they did just sign uh, McDonald from Baltimore, but That's right. You know it's it's not easy replacing the shoes of Pete Carroll, obviously.
0: Okay, I want to back you up. All right, back back to the game. Right. You made great points there. I am going to have to kind of disagree with you okay. just a little bit. I think yes, both offenses made mistakes. I mean, right. there was two. Both teams fumbled inside the red zone. I think that opening one was in the red zone, or if not, it was real getting
1: close. There, getting and the there, Niners
0: close. were rolling.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I thought both teams actually moved the ball fine, mm-hmm. like a lot better than like you said that Rams Patriots, but neither of them could get, find the end zone. No. And um, that's where I do probably agree with you. Yes, first of all, this was the. You said this was the Chiefs' worst offense to win the Super Bowl. Yes. I agree. Yes. But definitely their best defense. Yeah. And um, for sure, I'm not taking any credit away from either of those defenses. They got the job done. They kept their teams out of the end zone for the most part. But it right. did look like both offenses kind of just like, I don't know, just made mistakes. And
1: A lot of overthrows.
0: Uncharacterized things from those teams in the red zone and couldn't get in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, obviously, you know what, did you see where the 49ers – Apparently, some players didn't know the new overtime. That race.
1: is so frustrating to me. That that rule has been in place for an entire year. You, have, I forgot about yeah. it, but
0: then I remember. I said, "Oh yeah." But
1: I mean, th- I mean, think about this. It's been in place for a year, okay? And you have, you know, all year at the, at the start of the, at the start of the league year. You know, when you come in at first yeah. team meeting, everything they, they explain to you all the rule changes come in. So, and I know it's a long season, so it's possible to forget that. When you get to the playoffs. Again, those rules should be explained to you by your coaches and staff. And then when you're even in the Super Bowl at that point, they told you on national television in front of everybody, the referee explained the rules to both teams at center field. How do you not understand the rules?
0: I want to say I could be wrong. I think I saw somewhere – on either Twitter, well, I should say X now, where the Chiefs like had a team meeting the week before. Yeah. Just, just basically to and that's just go over that that's rule. just
1: smart doing your due diligence as a coach and as a team.
0: So you are you saying if if the Forty ers knew they do you think they should have kicked? Is that what you're saying or because Tony Romo made a good point in the game? Yes, normally in like college, if you're both getting a possession, you normally want the ball last. So you right. have four downs. You know what you need to do. Right. But that was also right after the Chiefs had the Niners' defense on the field the whole time, so they're saying maybe they just want to give their defense a breather. And so I understand that. Be, that. I yeah. understand
1: that logic. I think I think it's it's a, it's a tough spot to be in for sure.
0: You don't want Mahomes to have the ball last. No. That's all I gotta say. Yeah,
1: I agree. I, I think I think you have to trust your guys. I mean, right. you're telling me the Super Bowl's on the line, and you're in overtime. You don't think Nick Bosa is going to be like, "Well, yeah, I'm tired. I'm just going to give up." Like, right, I don't, I don't right. think I don't see. And same way they're on know, adrenaline man. at that point, right? Fred Warner is a guy that's a no-quit guy. I mean, he's – so, yeah, they're tired. They're going to be exhausted. Obviously, they hadn't been able to stop Mahomes that last drive down. Um, so, you know, you kind of got to think, well, I don't know, We might already give a break. But at the same time, you can't put the ball in Mahomes' hands last. Yeah. You can't do it. Especially if you're going to take three points. I mean, I don't think it was the – I don't think they made the wrong decision by kicking the field goal. But at the same time, you have to know who's on the other side of the exactly. field. Exactly. And you can't give him the chance to go win it.
0: Exactly. Well – Congrats to the Chiefs on another Super Bowl. And I wasn't – I was really – the only NFL I was going to get into today was the Super Bowl recap, but I can't help myself um, from asking you, how excited are you for the future of Green Green Bay Packers?
1: So excited, dude. Dude,
0: I mean, I noticed because I've got my buddy, you probably heard me talk about Michael Solberg. He's from Wisconsin, big Green Bay Packer guy. Yeah. I went over to his place in Greenville at the beginning. I think when y'all's comeback win versus the Saints. Yeah.
1: There's, we should have lost that game. Right.
0: Well, that four, I'm talking about that fourth quarter of Jordan Love. Yeah. The first half of the season, I've, I'll watch, I've watched I'd watch Jordan Love. There'd be quarters where you'd be like, "Man, he just doesn't have it." Yeah. Then there'd be quarters where you'd be like, "Dude, this kid is good." And yeah. then I felt like that last stretch of the season, he put it all together, and he is a freaking good quarterback, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. He's accurate. He makes plays. You can tell he sat behind Aaron Rodgers yeah. the last couple of years yeah. and learned.
1: I mean, you, you've seen a lot with him. You started at you know, the end of the – I mean, it honestly, this goes back to when they drafted him. I know everybody was pissed. I don't know many Packers fans that were like, oh, yeah, that's a great pick yeah. at that time. Because you're coming off an NFC Championship loss to mm-hmm. the Forty ers where they gashed you down the middle of the field because you can't stop the run. Is that
0: when Rodgers won MVP? Team? Yeah,
1: yeah. You're coming off that season where that team was primed to win a Super Bowl and I honestly believe should have won the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. But you take that loss and you're like, okay, we have a first-round pick. Let's draft a nose tackle. Let's draft a middle linebacker. Somebody that can stop the run because that's all we needed. We were we were going up and down the field on the Niners. I mean, it was t- it was a tough game because obviously they had a great defense. But you know, you draft a quarterback and everybody's like, "What what are they doing?" And then you start hearing the stuff about, "Oh, they're going to try to do the rinse and repeat deal with Rodgers. They did with Favre, for the whole deal." But.
0: Let me stop. That was the year they lost to San Fran, not Tom Brady in Tampa. No, okay, so it was I don't, I, I don't think Rodgers won an MVP that year, but like still, not he, yeah, got to make not a have. difference. I think he won it the next year, but not the point. No, I yeah. see what you mean. I yeah.
1: mean, and, and I think both those teams, both those teams should have won it. I mean, obviously the yeah. Kevin King deal with Scotty Miller cooking him. Yeah. that was yeah. But um, but I, yeah, I, I, a lot of fans were pissed at that, and then you know you saw him get thrown into the Chiefs game a couple years back when Rodgers was out with COVID that time or the whole, you know, mystery behind that issue. Um, and so you had Jordan come in he looked scared. That was a rough game to watch. It was terrible. Uh, Ended up losing that. But, I mean, you put him on the road and arrowhead his first game. you kind of setting the dude up for failure.
0: I remember that game. I remember a lot of people gave him a lot of crap for that. I know y'all didn't But spoil. he wasn't that bad. I thought he was like, dude, he held his own.
1: Yeah, he wasn't terrible. I mean, he didn't, come, man, he didn't come out there and light up the world or anything. And he, no. But he also didn't come out there and throw, like, four interceptions No, either. no. He, he did was, his
0: job. I, I mean, think we
1: put up maybe 13 points in that game. No, I want but, to like, say what
0: even. else? You can't ask for much a right. backup and arrowhead. So,
1: so, then you see him... Uh, I don't know if it was the following season or it was somewhere in there. I think it, I think it was the next year. You saw him against the Eagles when he came in for Rogers when he got injured. Yes, I remember that. And you see the throwing motions different. Mm-hmm. The poise in the pocket looks different. He's standing in, delivering the ball instead of looking for. Hey, I'm about to get sacked. He's standing in there, trusting yeah. his guys, delivering throws. So then at that point, you start having the noise get a little louder of like, Hey, we're kind of over Aaron. Aaron looks kind of washed. Some people were saying like, We need to. You know, this young kid, we 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 invested a first-round pick in him. We already give him a shot. And then, obviously, the trade happens this offseason, which Aaron Rodgers is my favorite player of all time, so it's yeah. crushing. But it I was time. It was time. Yeah, and I was more than excited to see what uh, what Jordan could do. Cause I was, I mean, but I was skeptical, I'm going to be honest. I was skeptical because oh, yeah. I'm like, you know, we just traded a Hall of Fame quarterback, four-time MVP, Super Bowl champion. We just traded that guy who was going to be a lifetime Packer. We just mm. traded him away, so this kid better be good because you know we could have squeezed maybe two years out of Rodgers before he hung him up. So, you know, I, I we invested that first round pick, so I'm hoping he's going to be something. And to start the year, I was like, oh boy, this because the Bears game the first week of the season, unbelievable. He just Best crushed I that, yeah. And then you come out and you see the loss to Atlanta, and I'm like, dude, Atlanta. I mean Atlanta's not mm-hmm. a bad squad, but they're not sniffing the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Atlanta's by
0: the way, why well, here? Atlanta's a quarterback away. I think their whole right. Rest oh season. yeah, they yeah, they're a quarterback.
1: Um, But they Keep going. They they so they lose to Atlanta, and obviously going into the season, I I I, project, I projected the Packers to be either eight and nine or nine and eight is what yeah. I thought our record would be. Yeah. Uh, turns out it was nine and eight, <laughs> so yeah. that was uh that was nice to be right about that, but. I didn't have us losing to Atlanta on the bingo card, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you know, I, we might squeak in as a wild card if we're lucky, but I honestly see us missing the playoffs. I don't think we're going to make it. I think Jordan's going to be solid, but he's going to have to grow a lot over the offseason. Um, and then you watch him in the Saints game, that game, you know, we should have lost that game. I totally agree. Derek Carr doesn't go out. If Derek Carr doesn't go out, we probably lose Yeah,
0: but he looked, he looked like a freaking year vet in that fourth quarter. Yeah, Love. yeah.
1: He, he turned it around. And then, you know, and even then, you know, you saw a lot in the, the weeks that followed, like the loss to Denver was brutal. You lose to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's not a good team either. I mean, they have a of defense, but their quarterback situation is terrible. You know, and I'm, it's kind of losses. I'm scratching my head because at the beginning of the season, I was like, yep, that's a win. That's a win. We're going to lose these teams. And then you go out and you have kind of a turning point. I would say the Chiefs game wasn't really the turning point. I think, you know, you beat them. And you're like, wow, we just beat the defending Super Bowl champs. That's pretty impressive. I was it was kind
0: of at the time where the Chiefs weren't playing that well yeah, either. So yeah. you, it wasn't as
1: big of a deal. And either. I would say the biggest game that really shocked me and told me we might have a guy is when I watched them beat the Lions on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. That was the game where I was like, all right, we might have a guy here. Because mm. you knock off the Detroit Lions who have been red hot all season up to that point. Mm. You beat them in Detroit on Thanksgiving – Everybody's there. All eyes are on that game. Primetime game, you knock them off. And not only knock them off, you beat the crap out of them. I mean, they embarrassed them in their mm-hmm. own building. And I know a common thing with the NFC North, and usually with the Packers in particular, is they always split the season series with Detroit usually. Yep. Now that they're good, Detroit's good now. Yeah. And Minnesota always split the season series. It's always a 50-50 ball Minnesota. They have a thing for owning the Bears. I was about to say, y'all don't stop beating the Bears, amazing. man. I love that so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so you know, you're you're expecting to lose at least two games in your own division—one to Minnesota and one to Detroit now. But to embarrass Minnesota after getting embarrassed at home by Minnesota, right? To go out and beat them to secure your playoff spot on New Year's, and then you know to beat Detroit there. It showed me a lot with Jordan, and it looked like he was the offense was clicking towards the end of the year. But even after the Minnesota game, I was like, you know, to punch the ticket to the playoffs, I was like, yeah, the offense is clicking, but I just don't, I just don't see, I mean, I don't see, you know, we're going to make a playoff well, run. Like, I thought we were going to get in.
0: Well, I'm, how about the game in Charlotte? I'm a Big Panthers fan. Yeah, it's, terrible. It's been brutal, and I want to, I felt like that was a game where Bryce Shunkin showed that he's, he could still be good. Yeah. I'm not, like, obviously he's in a tough situation, but like, that, in my opinion, one of the worst offenses in NFL history is oh, the were, Carolina Panthers bad, this yeah. year. And I mean this in a good way for how y'all ended up. Yeah. Y'all couldn't stop them in the no. second half.
1: And I'm going to get to Joe Barry in a second. Just let me let me let me get there. Okay. I'll move to that. Um, but you know, I, you know, I remember now. I'm thinking about it. we lost the Raiders on a Monday night game. that was horrible. Jordan, I think, had three interceptions that game. Um, and so you had up and down performances. And then even the Minnesota game where we convincingly beat them, which I don't know why to this day they started Jaron Hall at quarterback. That was interesting, um, and so then you know I'm like I'm still not convinced we're going to the playoffs, and I know a lot of Cowboys fans were saying like we don't want to play Green Bay because we have a bad they have a bad history of losing to us. We come in and beat them at the worst possible time, like when they're trying like to make that. their run, um, and a lot of them said we don't play Green Bay. They're the hottest team in the league right now, but even still, I didn't feel like we were like that hot. Though. I was like yeah, I mean they're they're on a streak here. You know you're getting some plays from. Receivers that nobody's ever heard of, but later round picks, which I was big on Dontavian Wicks coming out to begin with, and that guy took off towards the end of the year. But I mean, that's a that's a. I think he was maybe a fifth round pick. The next I mean, thing just I was ridiculous. gonna the
0: next thing I was gonna tell you is I was impressed. Y'all y'all had a bunch of I don't know if they're no names for me. I'd not realize y'all had a bunch of wide receivers that were young. Yeah, and I was very impressed with yeah them. Reed
1: yeah. It's one of Michigan them. Michigan State, second round, yeah.
0: Obviously, Christian Watson was hurt for most of the year. but Which is
1: frustrating. He's young. Yeah.
0: But he's going to be really good, too. He's real yeah, fast.
1: I agree.
0: But, I mean, y'all, how much did y'all end up scoring in Dallas in that playoff game? Was it high 40s? Yeah, I think it was 48,
1: maybe. 48, something like that. I mean,
0: dude, y'all look really good. And obviously, the next week. was a tough one but y'all played very well still
1: and see that's the game that really that really showed it to me was beating Dallas like that obviously I knew kind of from the beginning I still think Dak Prescott's a fraudulent quarterback I don't think that Uh man's ever going to win a Super Bowl with the Cowboys but that's that's the lesser part of the issue I think the Cowboys biggest issue is Jerry Jones and I haven't seen enough people calling him out for it yeah that team is never going to win a Super Bowl ever again as long as he's still in charge and got his hands on the GM position because he's owner and general manager right that they're never going to win another super bowl again. Well, what's what your opinion
0: on um cuz Mike McCarthy, a former coach of the yep. Green Bay Packers. Yep. I was going to ask your opinion on them keeping him this year because um I mean that there's ways you can look at it one like the same thing they get to the playoffs and just lose. But then at the same time they won they, they do win 12 or 13 games every year. It's yeah. tough to fire that. Right.
1: I, but my thing is this. I think Dak Prescott has looked his best his best with Mike McCarthy as head coach. yeah, I think I Mike McCarthy is maximizing his potential. And I think what you're seeing is the same issues that I think are so prevalent every year with Dallas. Again, it all comes back to Jerry Jones because he's the one, as the general manager, he's making right. the draft picks. He's signing players. He's picking the coaching staff. Now, granted, I know Dan Quinn looked really good as the Cowboys DC. Right. I'm going to tell you, I don't think he's going to pan out in Washington. I don't think yeah. he's going to be the guy there. I don't think he's going to be the right coach. I don't understand how you hire a defensive coordinator, a defensive-minded coach, when you're trying to draft a rookie quarterback, more than likely, and bring him in and develop a quarterback to finally save that team after the haven't had a good quarterback since probably RG3. I mean, Alex Smith was okay until his leg yeah. got crushed, but still, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. And I think Dan Quinn was overhyped by playing a lot of bad teams. And you've got a generational player, Micah Parsons, who covers up a lot of bad I that think, defense. I, I
0: think Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in
1: the league. I, I I think he's up there. And I think, you know, Trayvon Diggs, is he gets a lot of flack, but he makes a lot of plays in the right time. Uh, Deron Bland came on as a solid corner. Again, I think he's a, one of those situational players where I'm not saying he's a bad player, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of the plays he made where he set the record for, like, pick sixes in a season. Yeah is due to the, pre- the pressure up front from yeah. Micah. And then you've got other corners like Trayvon Diggs, even Stephon Gilmore, who a lot of people forgot was on that team and mm-hmm. still could play. That's a, I mean, that's a multi-time defensive player of the year with the Patriots. Oh, yeah. He was unbelievable. So I think a lot of it is situational. And obviously Quinn has to scheme that stuff up, so I'm not saying he's a bad coach. But he was their guy when they lost to New England in the Super Bowl. Right. So. You know, and to be a defensive coach – and beat up twenty-eight to three. Sorry, Falcons fans. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's the guy you want leading your defense or the guy you want being the head coach of your football right. team. So if I'm Jerry Jones, I, you know, I think he has to sit back, take a step, and say, "All right, I don't need to be GM anymore. Give me somebody who can be the general manager." And then when you bring that defensive coordinator in, which I've heard they're looking at Zimmer, they also I've took a look Zimmer. at Rex Ryan, which I don't think I've that's seen. a good I don't, idea. I don't think that would happen. I would get Mike Zimmer. And he because he wasn't he wasn't terrible with Minnesota he was all right, but you know the Cowboys kind of with Jerry there they're going to be setting their ways they're going to hire who they want to hire regardless of what people think, and I think they're doomed to fail until Jerry decides to take a step back. Now obviously I think Mike this is probably his last year if they don't win something this yeah. year. Although I was, again I don't think it's his fault because I think he's doing the best he can. I don't think Dak Prescott's a playoff player to say. Yeah. I think the lights get bright and he disappears. That's just kind of been what we've seen on multiple seasons now. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's it's, it's a shame it's going to happen to Big Mike because I think he's a great coach. And, you know, obviously his time at Green Bay came in an end. But he won us the Super Bowl. He was there to develop Aaron. He was a big part of Aaron's career development. And I think he's made Dak a better quarterback. But there's just nothing you can do to help a guy in a moment like that where he's, you know, if he disappears, he makes bad plays. You know the pick to Jair, the pick to Savage for pick six. I mean, how does Big Mike stop that from happening? That's all on Prescott. He can't. He can't come step in the game and say, "Hey, Dak, throw it to that guy." He can't mm-hmm. get out there on the field with him and tell him to throw it to that. Guy. I mean, he can't. And so, I don't know. I I think I think that team is in trouble too of maybe having to blow it all up. I think it's not a bad idea. At least at least at the quarterback spot. Yeah, I know they've talked about letting Pollard walk and then you know. Prescott, I, I he's a great regular season quarterback, but I think unless you can put him on a team where he can hand the ball off and not have to throw it nearly as much, like they give him, you know, if they gave him the weapons in San Francisco, I know everybody says if they had the weapons in San Francisco, they win a Super Bowl. I think Dak's the kind of guy where he'd have to just, you know, a screen pass to Debo. That's as much as he's throwing the ball. I mean, because yeah. <laughs> you can't trust him in those big moments. Right. So I, I don't know what's going to happen with them. I think it's, I think it all starts with Jerry Jones. He has to take take a step back and look at what the future of that team is before they're going to move anywhere.
0: I think it's crazy, and um, you made a bunch of good points, how you can just talk about any NFL team and it turns into talking about the Cowboys. Yeah, just I mean, I maybe mean, that's the way it is. Yeah, you turn
1: on ESPN and it's like the day after, you know, say Kansas City wins the Super Bowl, right? How does this impact the Cowboys' future? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, or, or like or the Lakers in the NBA. Like, you know, you could have the Thunder win their first NBA championship, how does this affect LeBron's legacy in LA? I mean, <laughs> you know, it's it's always a topic of discussion. Those powerhouse franchises, and it's so to be um, to be an elite program like that, or a big te- a big team that gets that much media coverage, um, you have to have that winning. Because Cowboys ain't won nothing since the nineties. No, I mean ninety percent of their fan base doesn't remember their last Super Bowl. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, that you know. The clock's ticking on something got to get done, and I think it's been every year you see the fingers deflected from Jerry Jones, and I think it's about time they start spinning the finger towards him, pointing it at him, and say, hey, maybe it's your fault, because you can't have those talented players that have come and gone through that team and not have anything to show for it. Anybody else would be gone already. Well, with how
0: loaded, or with how talented they are, I still expect them to be in the playoffs next year. I just think, I think next year will be their last chance, but let's move on to the NBA here. We don't, we don't have to get into the NBA too much right now. Mm -hmm. I definitely will closer to the playoffs, but the all-star, all-star weekends this weekend. Yep. I think we should make our picks on the three point contest, dunk contest, and who's going to win East versus West. First, real quick. Do you like the East versus West format better? I love it. I do too. I I like it a lot better. I was glad to see him go back. Yeah. Um, Three point contest. Mm -hmm. Tell me if I'm forgetting anybody. Um, Trey Young.
1: Yeah, and I think I think a lot of people are uh, undervaluing Trey Young. I mean, because obviously Atlanta struggled this year.
0: Trey Young's Um, been—he was—he ended up getting in as a reserve. Trey Young should have been an All Star. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, he's had a sensational year. I think it's Trey Young, Halliburton, um, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Did I say Carl Anthony Towns? No, no. Carl right. Anthony Towns, uh Jalen Brunson, Malik Beasley, Damian Lillard, and Laurie Marcanon. Is that how you say it? The Marketing, Utah Jazz yeah. guy. I'll I'll make my pick first. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm actually gonna go with Trey Young. Okay. I think he might not admit it. And maybe this means something or not a little. And I, I know he's in the All Star game now.
1: Right.
0: But I feel like he, he's gonna be there on a mission being like, dude, y'all really didn't have me at first in the All-Star game. I think he's going to try and show out, and I think he's one of the best, better three-point shooters in the league, and he's my pick to win it. I
1: like that. Uh, I know Dame is the defending champion, um, so it's going to be tempting not to pick him, and, you know, a lot of people are going to want to pick him. I would imagine he he might be the favorite. I don't know if – I haven't looked at I haven't looked at the odds yet. I haven't looked at the odds for it, but – I think for me, honestly, I'm going to go with Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton. I I think it's a a good pick. I mean, obviously he's shown through the end-season tournament that he's clearly the guy in Indiana. Oh, yeah. The guy's dropping 40 points almost every game. He's unbelievable. Um, And I think, you know, I I watched him, to be biased, I watched him yesterday on the McAfee show. Yeah. And uh, he seems locked in. Like, that dude wants to win bad. He was was saying yesterday on the show that, like, he probably would have won last year had he not – he was one of the first ones to compete in the first round, and then didn't go until last in the second right. round. Yeah. And he was that. like, "Yeah, I just kind of cooled off because I was sitting there not getting the shoot." So I think this year he's coming back with vengeance. He definitely wants to win that really bad because last year it was him and Buddy versus Dame, and oh, both yeah. of them lost to Dame. And so obviously he's going to have you know he's going to have a little chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove he's one of the best players in the league, which he's already doing. But uh, to add a three point crown too, that would be easy. That dude, I mean. Seems like he can shoot from anywhere at this point oh, no. he's getting to like curry range where he's stepping back and shooting from almost a logo. So I'm gonna go with uh I'm definitely gonna go with Halliburton. Halliburton to win it because I, I, like I it. just I think he's on a revenge tour and he wants that win. So
0: y'all hear that Kyle Clarity has Tyrese Halliburton yep. and Jenkins Dwight has Trey Young. All right, on to the dunk contest Four right. contestants. Um Matt McClung defending Obviously, Champ.
1: Defending, yep.
0: Um Jalen wish- Brown from Boston.
1: Yeah, which I think is interesting to see him in it because uh, it surprised a lot of people. I didn't think he was going to do it, um, and you know, I'm
0: glad, I'm happy to see it. You, I feel like you're not seeing as many like stars on big teams do it as much anymore. I think it's cool to see. Charlie well, and you
1: Brown know, people have been like clamoring for LeBron to be in it for years, and that's been like the biggest thing. Was like Jordan won the dunk contest, and so all the people yeah. are like, "Well, LeBron doesn't want to do it because he, you know, I don't know if he thinks he's it's too, it's the moment's too big for he's too big for it or whatever." Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I I don't know. I, I would like to see what Jalen Brown's going to be able to do. I think a sleeper in that is o- going to be Obi Toppin for sure. His brother. Oh, Jacob Toppin.
0: Jacob Toppin. Toppin. Yes. 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 Um, um, who's the other guy? Who's the guy from Miami? Jamie. Hockwez Jr. Hockwez Jr. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I don't know how to say his name. Yeah. I haven't heard much on him, but he's there for a reason, so I'm assuming he's got bounce. Um, my pick's going to be... Huh, a tough one I'm
1: gonna
0: go I'm gonna go McClung again okay. I think he repeat repeats
1: okay. I like that I'm, I'm very tempted to go with Matt McClung I don't think I don't know if Jaywin's gonna bring out like all this crazy stuff I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna a lot of people are gonna be very impressed with his athleticism right. I just don't know if he's gonna have the most creative dunks um, I don't think it's gonna be Hawkeye's junior I just I haven't seen enough from him to make me think oh yeah this guy's gonna be a slam dunk champion now, Jacob Toppin, brother of Obi. If it was Obi, I'm taking Obi. Me Obi's too. Obi, oh, yeah. that dude can dunk like crazy. Um,
0: his brother can too, though. I've seen but I would
1: imagine, it's... I would imagine if he's in this contest, he probably can throw down some pretty sweet dunks. He's probably going to get some inspiration from his brother, and oh, might even yeah. incorporate Obi into some of his dunks, which would I be could pretty cool. That. I could see that. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go a little different from you. As much as I want to go McClung because I think he really is going to come out with some crazy stuff this year. I'm going to go with Jacob Toppin. I'm going to go with uh, the relatively unknown of the four in the contest. And I'm going to say he's going to come out with some crazy stuff, might incorporate his brother, and we're going to see a very good contest this year. Okay. So
0: you all heard that. Kyle has Jacob Toppin, and I myself has Mac McClung repeating as champion. All right, real quick. East versus West, who do you got? Tell me briefly why.
1: Okay. So originally this would have been East all day. Right due to the Joel Embiid injury mm-hmm. i'm going to switch to the west okay uh i think you have too many guys there lebron kd i mean they, they they've ran the league for so long it's just Curry. and yeah and then jokic i mean it's just hard to i mean obviously the east has giannis but i i, I don't know i think if embiid played i would have went to the east all day but no embiid with that injury i'm going to go i'm going to go with the west
0: okay i'm kind of surprised so you you 100% if Embiid was healthy, you would have taken the East. Absolutely. Why is that?
1: I think Embiid's – Embiid really – like. I, I know the All-Star game, they they try to make it to where the players actually care because it used to be just yeah. a run-and-gun dunk mm-hmm. contest. But I think Embiid is Embiid's one of the best centers in the league. I mean, obviously Jokic is there. But he's just so good, and he's on a tear this year, or at least to the start of this year. He was just
0: going I think off. he was the MVP favorite, right? Yeah, 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 he was.
1: And you know he he was just playing so well, and then him and Giannis together down low, I feel like it's almost mm-hmm. impossible to get a shot up to the rim. And you've got just I mean you got Halliburton on the All I mean, come on, dude. That I mean that and they're Dan- gonna be.
0: I, listen, I'm bi- I think Damian Lillard's an elite player. He <laughs> shouldn't have been the starter, dude.
1: No, I agree. But I agree. I, like
0: there's multiple guys who had numbers like him.
1: I think I think there's just I think there's so many talented guys in the east that I kind of see a changing of the guard because you got a lot of older guys in the west like like I mentioned LeBron and KD those guys are getting up there in age you know obviously the they're not slowing down by any sense but I think it's just the game where like and you got like Tatum on the East I man come on there's just so many, yeah. so many real scores on the okay. east side that I think it's just gonna be I think the East would win with and be without I still think they have a good chance. But I'm going to go
0: with the West. Okay. So you're going to the West. I'm going to go West as well. Okay. Uh, Curry, LeBron, yep. KD, Jokic, you name it. Um, mm-hmm. Not really else, else much to say about that. Right. I do think at the end of the day, it's who just kind of wants it more in an right. all star game. But I'm kind of picking this just based on who I think is the better team. And that is the West to me. Okay. Yeah. Now, last segment, last topic I want to talk about mm-hmm. WWE Road right. to WrestleMania is underway. We have Elimination Chamber next Saturday. I believe so. I believe next Saturday. And then, I can't remember the exact date, but I know WrestleMania is coming up in April. Or is it March? I, think I don't know. We have to see. Yeah, I, I,
1: think it's, I think it's somewhere around. I think it's in April.
0: Yeah. But WrestleMania 40 in Philly. hmm Triple H said it's going to be the biggest WrestleMania yet. And there's no question.
1: It's shaping up.
0: Brock Lesnar, CM Punk not being able to go is going to hurt that a little bit. Yeah. Um first thing or I'm gonna eventually ask you what you think or how you think Triple H is doing it, mm-hmm. how well you think he's doing it, but first I want your thoughts on that press conference the other way. Right. I thought I thought it was awesome. I thought I felt like it was the felt like a real sport. It felt like UFC to me, like a yeah. UFC press conference, guys get into it, it was electric, the crowd was into it. I thought it was a plus job. Right. How did you
1: think? I know it got a lot of flack from people about, you know, why am I watching a one-hour-long thing just to see matches get promoted? And a lot of people were not thrilled about, you know, having to wait to see all these different segments of things. You know, sometimes you'd have people come out and just cut a promo. Like, I know Bianca Belair come out, came out and cut a promo about she's going to punch her ticket to WrestleMania and then just turn around and left, and, like, nobody confronted her, and there wasn't a yeah. big uh, fight about it. But, you know, I thought it was really good. The panel was really good. Uh, to have Cole, McAfee, Punk, Biggie on yeah, the panel yeah. was really cool. I um, love seeing Biggie and Punk. Yeah, they added so much to the to the depth of the of the confrontations we saw on the stage. Uh, Punk with little jabs here and there, especially directed at Rock. Oh yeah, um, those were really cool. And then obviously to see you know the big talking point, um, Cody Rhodes ends up choosing Roman as his opponent. I think it was kind of known all along. Granted, they teased the whole. He might go for Rollins' thing, um, and I think that segment was so cool with them bringing up the family tree, the heritage of uh, the Samoan dynasty they're building. Um, I
0: can't. I, I'm. I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah. Here. I think you said this too. I don't know if this was originally planned, mm-hmm. but them turning the rock heel, I think, is awesome. Yeah, I love so it, good. dude. Yeah. Um, my question to you is: Do you think? This whole thing was planned from the beginning, or do you think they actually thought Rock versus Roman was gonna be the bigger deal and they realized everybody like they're getting clowned for it? The crowd wants Cody versus Roman, and then they adjusted. Um, I, I don't know, I'm back and forth, I can't I, answer. I it.
1: can't say for certain. I think so. Let me start by saying what I think is gonna happen at WrestleMania before I get into the okay, where I think it's going. So, okay. what I think is gonna happen at this point. I think you're going to see Rock and Roman versus Cody and Seth on night one of WrestleMania. Okay. And then I think night two you get Rock or you get Cody versus Roman. And I think what you'll have happen is you'll have. When, uh,
0: when is Rollins going to fight for his
1: belt? He would be on night two as well. Okay. So okay. then I think you'd have like a showcase of uh, the women's wrestling on night one almost. Okay. You have both women's titles at least the one. See, this is what this is what puts it in a difficult spot too is you have. The Royal Rumble winner, Bailey, is going to challenge EO Sky for the women's title. The issue being that's guaranteed a WrestleMania main event. How do they follow? Well,
0: it wasn't last year. Well, it, the main event was the tag team title no, no, no. match.
1: No, Yeah, but I'm saying, you know, they're, they're told they're getting a WrestleMania main event. So unless okay. you make it book it as a double main event, like, which they did last year, they booked it as a double main event. Okay. And they had the women's match go on right before the tag match. Okay. That's the only way you avoid, because you can't have Rock and Roman versus Cody and Seth and then have the women. I mean, no, no disrespect that's to kinda, those women. They're going to put on an absolute right. show. Absolutely. But the, it's you can't follow up the star power of that no, match. No, so no. So I think that's you're going to have your tag match on night one, and then Rollins and Cody will both challenge and defend for titles on night two. And then I think you're going to have Cody defeat Roman clean. No interference. Clean? Yeah, no interference from Solo, because like, I, I know... Wrestling fans around the world, WWE fans are so sick of every Roman Reigns title match ending in a solo Sokoa jump in and a not clean finish. So, Cody has to beat him clean. And then I would like to see Rock come out, say, Roman, you embarrass the family, you embarrass the bloodline, Uh turn on Roman, and then you get a year long build for the next 41 Rock and Roman.
0: Yeah, people forget. Rock and Roman is going to happen.
1: Right, yeah. I just think, and it
0: will. Everybody will love it. Yeah. They just think it's Cody, including myself. It's Cody's time.
1: The thing to me that sold me on it, not because it does, the, that match doesn't have to be for the title. That, no, the it title doesn't. does not involve not at Rock all. And Roman. I'd rather it not be for right. the title. I, I agree
0: because then, in my opinion, you might get the thing. Well, Rock might
1: win. If Rock maybe? wins, you're yeah. I mean, I, we don't need that. So, I think um, you're going to have the build to next year's WrestleMania for Rock and Roman. Um, and they'll just show up sporadically, and you know, go at each what, other. It's kind
0: of like John Cena and The Rock. That's Warrior, what I mean. Right? And,
1: and they and they did an interview with Rock where he said he likes to build long stories. He likes yeah. long term storytelling, which is why I think that this whole thing was planned from the beginning. Okay, which is why I'm go- circling back to what you're talking about. Okay, because I don't see Rock signing on to say, "Hey, I'm going to show up on New Year's Day, and then you're going to give me what." four or five months to build this with Roman. Like, I know it's okay. been building all along because of their heritage and, yeah. you know, them being together. Um, but I think I think it's it's been planned from the beginning. Rock was going to show up. He was going to tease that he's eventually going to come after Roman. Yeah. And then you're going to have it to where they end up swerving everybody on the pay-per-view at WrestleMania.
0: I mean, they had Cody winning the Royal right Because, Rumble, I mean, think, so.
1: up, think about the headlines after that. Rock drops Roman Reigns after Roman drops to Cody. I mean, the social media is going to explode Oh yeah, with Cody finishing his story and rock dropping Roman in the same night and building yeah. the next year's WrestleMania. It's going to be crazy. Oh yeah. So I think it was planned from the beginning because rock likes to tell the term stories. Obviously he's jacked out of this world, but I still don't think he's probably in ring shape at this no, point. No. So I don't think even the tag match when he, if, if that happens at mania, I don't think you're going to see as much of rock as you'd expect to see. Well, I think yeah. It's going to carry a lot a good of it. Point. That's a
0: really good point.
1: Um, Then he gets
0: a whole year to get in ring shape. And
1: I I do think the tag match would not be happening if CM Punk didn't get hurt. Because I think, to me, I think plans had to shift for Rollins at least... With Punk's injury, because I think it was yeah. so obvious it was going to be CM Punk, and, Punk Rollins. and
0: Rollins, which I hundred percent that
1: would be amazing. That
0: hurt. I, that yeah. I can't wait yeah. for that feud. Right. I mean, that I hate the fact that we're not getting that at Mania, so, but it will happen. It'll so happen.
1: I think that's where they kind of had to pivot, and it was like the Rock and Cody and Roman story was already built. They already had that set. The only thing that changed is now they're going to have to have that, or they could have that tag match. At Mania, just to include Rollins in it, so he has something to do until night two, where I think he'll face Drew for the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. I see as the only contender. Really, it's going to be coming after him. So I think the Punk injury forced them to kind of pivot off of that, where it might have been, you know, night one you got Punk and Rollins for the world title, and then night two you just had Cody versus Roman, and then the whole thing yeah. with Rock turning on him, and building the next year would have happened. Yeah. Now it's kind of shifted yeah. to where they might have, a, have, it might force Roman and Cody to work two nights. Same with uh, Rollins. Uh-huh. But I think that, that whole storyline has already been planned out. Because I, I couldn't see – I mean, obviously, you don't plan on injuries happening. No. But I, could, I, could, I couldn't see WWE, especially with Triple H, the way he's long-term storybooked a lot of things already. Yeah. I couldn't see them just being in a position where they're like, we're going to go rock and roll and screw Cody again for a second year. And then Punk gets injured and we're like, oh, we don't know what to do. Let's just quit, throw something together. Mm. I don't see that happening. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. I think I think it's been planned from the start.
0: I'm big on Triple H. I think he's done yeah, a great job. For sure. Um, the Rock and Roman are advertised for SmackDown tonight. Yeah. Is there anything you expect tonight?
1: I expect I expect you to see they're going to make it seem like they're like, you know, they're as tight as can be, like they're yeah, they're they're all in on defending their family heritage, defending the family name.
0: You're gonna really see Rock. Like everyone knows he's healed. You're he's gonna, gonna see healed Rock real. tonight. For I sure, I
1: can't wait. You're gonna see it. You might even get. We need we need the Hollywood interest to you know, right. give me the theme song with the helicopter and yeah. I mean I just it. need to hear is Cookin' come over the thing. I mean, I need that. Is Cody
0: gonna be there tonight? Do we? Know I would or?
1: imagine Cody will show up.
0: Okay, I, I think. think it's gonna
1: be a huge SmackDown because. And another thing is, you know, speaking about the elimination chambers, the next thing coming up with the promotion for that, a lot of people don't don't haven't thought about this either. It's going to be in Australia. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a pack show. I'd imagine you get a,
0: seventy thousand. I yeah, read. Well, it's a, like it's going to be in the WrestleMania
1: atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have a ton. I would imagine there's going to be a ton of things that. Lead and promote WrestleMania happen there. I don't. You might get an appearance from Rock and Roman as well. I could see it. Uh, Cody, even despite not needing to wrestle on the show, probably will wrestle. I on saw. The
0: show. It, I saw Cody and um, I think Rollins are going to be on the Grayson Waller fit
1: Okay, so and the, he's
0: from Australia. I yeah. think I saw that.
1: Okay, so there's a reason for them to be there. Now. So I don't
0: think they're fighting, but they might do a good. And that'll coming. probably
1: build to the presumed tag match we were talking about yeah. at Mania. Um, but. I think you're going to have that. But the show, from what I read, I think translating to at least our time here on the East Coast is what, 5 a.m.? 4 yeah, 5 a.m. Be, when it kicks early, off? It'll
0: be an early one.
1: So you're going to have to do some selling to get people to watch that. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, I know WWE's is a global company, a global audience, but dude, I don't know how many people are going to be able to say, hey, you want to get up at 5 a.m., watch some Elimination Chamber? Right. <laughs> you know? So. You, you, I mean, they're, they're going to have to go all out. They're going to have to really sell this pay-per-view. And I think it starts tonight uh, with SmackDown. You're going to see a lot. They're going to really promote the heck out of it. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see both of those guys show up at that uh, Elimination Chamber, rock and roll,ing both of them.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm I'm very excited to see yeah. the reaction Rhea Ripley gets oh, in yeah. Australia. Dude,
1: the roof's going to pop off that place. I can't it's wait for that. To
0: me, I'm like – I mean, yeah, I think she's going to probably fight Becky Lynch at WrestleMania, and that'll be big. But th- to her, I bet this is probably her WrestleMania.
1: Oh, absolutely. And then what's funny is you're going to hear, and you mentioned it because of his show, Grayson Waller's going to get a heck of a pop. Me too. <laughs> which is, is hilarious. This is going to be so Because funny. he's so booed in the U.S.
0: But, like, he's... Either their only male Australian in the WWE. So, like, of course they're going to. I think try. right off, yeah. Him having Cody and Raw, Roll- that'll be good. He
1: I, might get a bigger pop than Cody and Rawls. Roll- he what's really <laughs> That's the funny part of it.
0: I can't wait. This is my favorite time of the year for the yeah. WWE road to WrestleMania. Um, I'm excited. Um, a lot of good stuff in the sports world oh, as yeah. well. Big weekend coming up. Um, college baseball is starting this weekend. Yep. Um, ready to get that going. MLB, spring training. Mm-hmm. Got underway today or yesterday. So,
1: NFL a lot of, draft prep going. NFL draft, yep. It's already moving. We're already uh, heading towards Tiger
0: it. Tiger Woods is in action at Riviera this week. Good to see him back. It's kind of weird seeing him without the Nike logo, but a lot of good stuff going on. Um, I thank y'all for listening. Uh, Kyle, it's always a good time. Yep,
1: thanks for having Good
0: me. first episode. Uh, we'll see y'all next time and thanks for joining us.